1: Well, countdown to kickoff begins today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And when the countdown to kickoff begins, that means we're less, really, than 30 days away from the start of college football season. And what an exciting time. And even before we talk about – because, I mean, we got a really good show for you today. We always feel like we have a good show for you on From the Press Box to Press Row. But on today, we're going to be talking with the teams – uh, with the coaches whose teams won conference championships the year before. I'll talk a little bit more about that, set the table for you momentarily. The Olympics are underway, and the U.S. women's soccer team, I mean, they are absolutely unstoppable. Already 2 to nothing victory um, earlier in the week over New Zealand, and of course they're going to play a game on Saturday. This is a dominating team, and, and by the way, this is a team – that is playing this well without Abby Wambach who has retired as a matter of fact I would it just seems like they're playing on a much different level even without Wambach the one of the greatest soccer players in the history of soccer and I think a lot of that has to do because other players now know it's their time they're stepping up we already know what Alex Morgan can do probably the best women's player in the world, and then I mean, Carly Lloyd, and, and both of them scored the two goals the other way the other day. By the way, and I mean they're just taking it to a whole new level. And you got a lot of other players that are playing really well, and uh, we've had the fortune to have uh, I don't know if I, uh, Alex Morgan, Carly Lloyd, um, boy, we've had six or seven of the players from the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. Uh, here as guests on From the Press Box to Press Row. And so, boy, I think that U.S. women's soccer team definitely going to be dominant. I look forward, when we talk about the Olympics, I look forward to the track and field events, which take place towards the latter part of the Olympics. But it should be a very exciting Olympics. Of course, I mean, the men's basketball team. The women's basketball team, uh, by the way, without Candace Parker, which I think is uh, is absolutely crazy. But this should be a very good Olympics taking place in Rio. So let me set the table for you today here on From the Press Box to Press Row as our countdown to kickoff begins today. We're going to be joined today by North Carolina a t head football coach Rod Broadway. Rod Broadway going to join us today. Here on from the press box to press row, and, and 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 again, as I mentioned, we're talking with the coaches whose teams won conference championships last year. And so you may ask, well, why aren't you talking with Terry Sims at Bethune Cookman, or why aren't you talking with Jerry Mackett, North Carolina Central, since the Miac had three champions this year? And I'm going to talk some Miac football today, as a matter of fact, in this segment as uh, we had a chance to be at the Miak Media Day Coaches Luncheon on last week, but it's just, you know, we're, we're definitely going to have those coaches on for those Bethune-Cookman fans and North Carolina Central fans that are asking that question, but we can't get to everybody on today's show. Um, and so we're going with Rod Broadway as, of course, not only uh, were the Aggies co Miak champions, but they were also – Box to Row and HBCU national champions, a great display in that celebration bowl back in December when they defeated Alcorn State 41-34. to So, Rod Broadway, the head football coach at North Carolina A&T, going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Also joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row, uh, we're going to talk with Winston-Salem State head football coach, We're going to join us today on the program, Uh, of course, the Rams winning last year's C.I.A.A. championship in dramatic fashion, 17 to 14 over Bowie State. Um, you had a situation where it was tied at 14 apiece, and Winston-Salem State able to kick that field goal with two seconds remaining, and an improbable championship for Winston-Salem State, where you consider or when you consider where how this team started off one and four, not necessarily the way we had seen Winston-Salem State over the last six or seven years. And so to be able to get it done in that fashion is tremendous. Kenneth Boware the head football coach at Winston-Salem State, going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Also joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Miles head football coach Reginald Ruffin going to join us on the program. Miles winning the SIAC championship on last year, 20-7, over Albany State in the championship game. And uh, again, for Miles, much like Winston-Salem State was a Miles uh, team that started the season one and four. As a matter of fact, the fifth game of the season they lost to all, I think it was the fifth game, fourth or fifth game, they lost to Albany State. And last year's season for the Golden Bears mirrored what happened in 2011. They started off the season slow. They again lost in the regular season. To Albany State back in 2011, avenged that loss with a victory in the in, in at that time the very first SIAC championship game, and so um, very much 2011 season, um, very much uh, last year I should say 2015, very much mirrored what happened in 2015 to the Miles program, and so Reginald Ruffin going to join us today to talk about it here. On, from the press box to press row. Uh, we hope also, we haven't been able to, to confirm, but of course, Allcorn State won last year's SWAC championship game. And we're hoping to catch up with Fred McNair, who is now the new head football coach at Allcorn State. As Jay Hobson, of course, moved on to Southern Miss as their head coach. And so we hope to be joined by Fred McNair the new head football coach at Alcorn State today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. If you want to participate here on the program, hit us up via Twitter at row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. You can also email us here at the program, HBCU at BoxToRow.com. Thank you to all of those listening to us on all our outstanding affiliates around the country that carry from the press box to press row, those listening to us on Sirius XM, channels 141 and 142, and those listening to us around the world at BoxToRow.com. As I mentioned on last week, the MIAC of course, had its annual media day and coaches luncheon and just a fabulous time as it is always, Um, and um, even more importantly, it's the camaraderie with – um, the fact that, you know, it's a lot of people that, uh, I'm able to catch up with colleagues and so forth that maybe we don't see each other a lot and so forth. So, or maybe we haven't seen each other since last football season. So I always enjoy the time, um, at all of the, the media luncheons really, but more specifically at the MEAC's media luncheon. And, um, if you go to our website, box to we've done a preview on the MEAC and, um... As the coaches and sports information directors picked North Carolina A&T to win the MEAC this year, so did we. I think we, you know, we did it by just a a hair. We gave the advantage to North Carolina A&T as a matter of fact the coaches and the sports information directors went North Carolina A&T, then Bethune-Cookman, then North Carolina Central. We went North Carolina A&T, then North Carolina Central, then Bethune-Cookman. Um, and, and giving it to a just by a fraction, I think, because they, I mean, they have tremendous talent returning. Anytime you have a guy like a Tariq Cohen returning, um, boy, it's hard to argue against that. Um, I think what gives North Carolina Central and why it was so close is because the last two years, when a has had the opportunity to win the conference outright, they couldn't get it done. You talk about 2014 in Durham, North Carolina Central gets that victory. Then you talk about last year at home in Greensboro, and North Carolina Central gets that victory and a much-needed victory. So, but still, I just think when you talk about the talent level, um, so many more of the talented players for Ant coming back. When you look at the Marquise Raglins on defense. Uh, Of the world. You look at that offensive line coming back, of course, for North Carolina AT, they have to ask the question who is going to be the starting quarterback? Whomever it is, um, Tariq Cohen is certainly going to help that person tremendously. When I look at North Carolina Central, um, you know, Darrell McLean, their running back, who's the box to row rookie of the year. As a matter of fact, he comes back. Um, uh, Not only that, but they lost Ryan Smith of course did North Carolina Central but uh, returning for North Carolina Central who went down he went down with a broken ankle on last year will be Mike Jones who comes back for North Carolina Central and so that should be big for the Eagles um, got to table it right there log on to our website box to we break down the Miac. In terms of predicted order of finish and review or preview, all 11 of the teams. Log on to botchtoro.com, BoxToRow.com to read our preview. Up next, here on From the Press Box to Press Row, we're going to be joined by North Carolina anti head football coach Rod Broadway. Hey, it's
2: Alex Morgan with the Portland Thorns and U.S. women's soccer team. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row with Donna Wynn.
3: Hey guys, listen up. You know that women can't resist a well-dressed man, right? But dressing dapper isn't easy. It takes time. And you have to shop at the store and wait in long lines. Until now. Here's an easy way to get that irresistible dapper look. Join the Harrison Blake Apparel Monthly Subscription Club. Each month, they'll send you one necktie plus four matching accessories for only $25. Shipping is free, and you can cancel any That's right. For $25, you get one necktie plus a pocket square, socks, and other accessories with free shipping. Since you're a box-to-row listener, we'll sweeten this deal. Use code BTR at checkout and get $5 off your first monthly box. Sign up by visiting HarrisonBlakeApparel.com and click on the monthly subscription tab. That's HarrisonBlakeApparel.com to order now.
4: At Michelob Ultra, we know it's not just about how much you work out every day. It's about how much you work into every day, too. That's why we brew a beer for those who realize that expending calories should never come at the expense of spending time with friends. And for those who understand that just because you work out doesn't mean you can't go out. Hey, that's why we brew Michelob Ultra to have 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, and an exceptional taste. Michelob Ultra, brewed for those who go the extra mile. Enjoy responsibly. 2016 Michelob Ultra-like beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri, 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, 0.6 grams, protein, 0 grams, fat for 12 ounces.
0: You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row.
1: This segment of From the Press Box to Press Row is brought to you by Harrison Blake Apparel. Join the Harrison Blake Apparel Monthly Club and each month receive one necktie and four accessories. And it comes to you in the mail a very, very nice box. I had a chance to have mine come to me and, and it was just so nice with the with the uh, the necktie and it had the socks and everything. And I was able to I wear that, as a matter of fact, to one of the media days. And as a matter of fact, for box to row listeners, when you go to the checkout, if you type in BTR, type in BTR, you will receive $5 off the Harrison Blake Apparel box, $25 per month. And you can cancel at any time. And uh, fellas, I tell you what, if you're looking, if you're in your closet and you're looking for that, you know, you know you got the suit or you, you got the jacket and you're, you're looking for those socks or... You, you're looking for that handkerchief or you're looking for that uh, that tie. Harrison Blake has it for you. And, and, ladies, you know how you got your man. And he, he's, he, he may have the nice outfit, but he needs something to accessorize it with. Log on to HarrisonBlakeApparel.com. HarrisonBlakeApparel.com. And right now, they're having a huge summer sale with $4 bow ties and $6 pocket squares. It is an unbelievable sale. Log on to their website, harrisonblakeapparel.com, harrisonblakeapparel.com. Harrison Blake Apparel is a proud supporter of Box to Row, and you know our motto here. Always remember to support those that support you. Once again, harrisonblakeapparel.com. Our countdown to kickoff continues here on From the Press Box to Press Row, the Box to Row. Defending national champion North Carolina A&T Aggies, of course, had a magnificent season last year in his sixth season as the head football coach of North Carolina A&T is Rod Broadway. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Broadway, welcome back to the program.
2: Thank you. Appreciate you having me.
1: Yes, absolutely. First of all, camp opened up uh, for you guys uh, earlier this week. Can you kind of talk about that first day of camp?
2: We're still in exam, so. Uh, didn't do a lot just went out and ran around broke a little sweat and you know most important thing for us right now is trying to pass out these exams
1: last year can, can you kind of sum up last year for us coach just a phenomenal season 10-2 and record and just a what a great football game first of all and, and of course A&T getting the victory over Corn State but a a wonderful season for the Aggies
2: yeah it was a good season you know it um, you know, we made progress and you know, to win 10 ball games, uh, I think it says a lot about the type of players that we have, about the coaches that we have, and, you know, um, the job that they've done here. But winning 10 is big. You don't get an opportunity to win 10 a lot. So we it was a good ride for us. We need to put that behind us and move on now.
1: That the voice of Rod Broadway, the head football coach at North Carolina A&T. joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Uh, Coach Broadway, uh, Tariq Cohen has just elevated his game every year since he's been at North Carolina a and of course, coming into uh, his senior year. I mean, how much more can this young man do?
2: Uh, hopefully a lot more, Donna. You know, I think um, I, I, at least I plan is for him to have a breakout year. And, you know, by that I mean last year, as you know, we lost four of our top wide receivers And so people were able to stack the box quite a bit on us. And, you know, he was able to play that way with a stacked box. And this year we got some guys outside. If we can stay healthy, that can make some plays. And hopefully it'll open up the running lanes a little bit more for Tariq. And hopefully he can have that uh, big, big, big year that uh, he's capable of having.
1: How good, Coach? I know you had some concerns at least last year coming into the season as far as the offensive line is concerned. It was a work in progress all season. Ultimately, Brandon Parker's name as a sophomore last year named the MEAC's Offensive uh, Lineman of the Year. How how much had the offensive line improved over the season and your thoughts on this uh, unit coming into this season? Well, let's
2: say it's still, like everybody, we need to make tremendous improvement. And, you know, the offensive line is the one position where we don't have a lot of depth. I feel good about where we are with the running backs, quarterbacks, defensive line. Uh, the one position we don't have the depth that we, we need or think we need is the offensive line. So we must stay healthy up there to uh, be a good offensive line.
1: Receivers, you mentioned um, being banged up. You got a couple of guys back, as a matter of fact, uh, for the Celebration Bowl, Denzel Keys. Uh, Chris Garden, I mean, you know, Malik Wilson, I mean, the list goes on and on in terms of the really good receivers you have. You're pretty deep there, right, and you're at least healthy right now coming in terms of that position, correct?
2: That's correct, and, you know, it's, it's wild, Donald, because, you know, we lost four last year, two of them in preseason, then one got hurt the first game of the season. And um, I don't know how aware of the Nick that I is, but yeah, I think you saw what it meant out in the Celebration Bowl, having someone like Kevin Francis out on the perimeter blocking. You know, Tariq was running, but Kevin got a couple of nice blocks and a couple of hustle blocks. And that was a thing that we missed a little bit during the course of the year, having the big bodies out there that can make those blocks downfield to spring somebody for the 60, 70, 80-yard runs. And then we got Weaver back for that game. So we got two of the receivers back for that game. And I think it opened up a little bit for us.
1: Defensively, you lose a couple. Of, I mean, you lose a, a guy in a, you know, a Denzel Jones. You lose a Tony McRae. Um, you know, you lose a Neal um, up front there, a couple of other guys. Um, but, you, you know, you returned, you know, seven starters. Um, you were so deep on defense. Uh, last year, how do you feel like some of those guys can kind of come in and, and not necessarily replace but kind of plug in where you have lost some guys coming into this season?
2: Well, we, um, we should be decent uh, depth-wise at most positions on defense also. Um, I think, you know, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about Tony McCray because he's probably one of the best leaders that we've ever had. Uh, then you lose somebody like Mike Neal, who, you know, is an outstanding player for us, and Denzel Jones. I think what happens, though, is that I think the guys that's replacing those guys, they're not quite as good as they are as far as being able to play right now, but they are better athletes than those guys. So we p- replace those guys, hopefully, with better athletes and they're developing to being great players one day for
1: us. Rod Broadway, the head football coach at North Carolina A&T, joins us here on the program. Coach Broadway, how – how good can um, can Marquise Ragland be?
2: He's really good as it is. You know, he plays in nose position gets a lot of double teams, but he's able to hold that gap. Uh, Rag's been starting for us. For four, this is his fourth year as a starter, and he's gotten better every year. And um, he, 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 he's an outstanding player. Uh, he's probably one of the best linemen in this league. So um, I'm looking forward to him having an outstanding season for us.
1: Do you expect teams to kick the ball, punt the ball this year to, to Chris Garden? I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of teams regretted doing Most notably, pop, probably Hampton regretted doing so last year.
2: Well, you know, he's a special talent, too. It, um, uh, you know, a lot of people won't kick to him. You know, Delaware State wouldn't kick to him. There's n- not many people would kick it to him. Because he's capable of making a play for you in the kicking game. So, you know, um, I hope they kick it and give us a chance to make some plays in the kicking game. But um, if they do, uh, we'll have a chance to make them play because Chris is a he's another one of those special players.
1: Yeah, can you speak to the special teams? Because I think it's it goes underrated a lot of times and you see, okay, Chris Garden, he's you know, obviously he's got a lot of speed, he makes some moves, but boys it takes uh, the whole unit, blocks, et cetera, to really make that thing happen for, for him and your special teams really as a whole. Kickoff returns as well. You did well there at last year also.
2: Yeah, we did. Um, you know, we spent a lot of times working those areas. And, of course, we had Tony who returned a couple kickoffs for touchdown for us last year in the uh, 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 kickoff return. And then, of course, had an outstanding year, you know, led, the, uh, led football conferences with uh, – in total yardage for punt returns last year so uh but you have to give a lot of credit to the guys up front and coach Gibbs does a good job with that kick a punt return unit in trying to find a weakness and finding ways to attack guys on the um punt return team a
1: couple of more thoughts coach Broadway we appreciate the time it seems like it's just interesting each year uh, almost every year, you've been there with this schedule, with with your schedule. So this year, last year, you had your first four games on the road. Um, some other, uh, I think the first year, the last four games were on the road. This year, you got four straight Saturdays off and three, count them three straight ESPN. You, yeah. What what is it with you and the schedule, Coach Broadway? But I mean, what does that mean to play on national TV for three straight weeks?
2: Well, you know it. Um you know, we don't have any choice but to embrace it. It. Um, I just hope our fans will come out on Thursday night and support us here. But as long, uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. You get a chance to get national exposure and to get it three weeks in a row to be on national TV. I think it says a lot about our program and the direction we're going to ha- have been selected to play for three weeks in a row. I don't think we were on last year other than the Celebration Bowl. Uh, but to have us on three weeks in a row, I think it's a big statement to us and the country about the type of program that we have.
1: And then lastly, Kent State, Tulsa, back-to-back, both FBS programs, back-to-back um, weeks. Of course, you open the season against St. Augustine's Labor Day weekend that Saturday. Um, your thoughts on those two matchups and how, you know, how A&T can stack up against those two FBS programs?
2: Well, I just watched um, – it's funny you say that because I watched Kent State and Delaware State today, and I think they put 66 on Delaware State last year and could have had 100. But, they, I mean, they scored 66 on Delaware, but then you turn around and you look at Tulsa, Tulsa put the mid-fifties on Virginia Tech, who's known to play really good defense. So we've got to work cut out for us to play in those two uh programs both of them are really good I think Kent State Kent State led their league in total defense last year and Tulsa is probably one of the most explosive offenses in the country so you know uh we didn't pick any gimmies this time so we got to go out and play and hopefully those games will make us better Donald as you know I know and anybody that you know deal in reality knows that our chances of winning is is slim you know, it doesn't happen a whole lot that teams like us can beat teams like that. But we're going to go up and compete and play as hard as we can. And, you know, if we get an upset, great for us and our program. But we know where we're standing. We're behind the eight ball because we picked two outstanding teams to play.
1: In his sixth season as the head football coach at North Carolina A&T is Rod Broadway. The Aggies open the season on Saturday, September 3rd. They are hosting St. Augustine's. Coach Broadway, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Aggies this season. Don, I appreciate
2: it, bud, and thank you so
1: much. It's going to be another exciting MiAC season. The question is, can someone win it outright? I think there are six teams that have a legitimate shot at winning this thing. a t North Carolina Central, Bethune-Cookman, South Carolina State, um, Hampton and Norfolk State with more of an outside shot, but still a chance to win. Up next here on From the Press Box to Press Row, Miles, head football coach, Reginald Ruffin. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That the voice of Ronda Rousey. It was something that I specifically asked for, not just because
5: I wanted to fight for the Brazilian people, also that I really can't stand this chick, and
3: I would rather beat her in her home country on her own turf so that she knew that she lost with every single possible advantage she could have.
1: That's the voice of Michael Strahan talking with us about his college playing days at Texas Southern. You know, a lot of guys were probably out there
2: partying and in some cases chasing behind the girls. I was working out because I didn't see the Texas Southerners being like my stop. That was part of my journey until where I wanted to go.
1: Kevin Hart, George is here on From the Press Box to Press Room. Now, are you going to return to New Orleans for the NBA Celebrity Game to defend your MVP crown? Of course I am, man. I'm trying a 3 P Right
5: now, this is celebrity All-Star Game MVP. If I can get a 3 a three P, am retiring from the game of basketball. I will have done what no man can do.
1: Adrian Peterson. We're strong enough. He built us to be strong enough to endure that. That's powerful. It is. Like, that's powerful. That's how easy to put things
2: in perspective and know that hey, you know, tough times don't come. But if you trust in
6: God, believe
1: in God,
0: He's going to get you through it.
1: Mike Shishetsky or Coach K? You know, there was an article that came out in Yahoo Sports with the headline stating NBA needs to pull stars from USA Basketball, which is showcasing only Duke's coach. To me, it's absurd because before USA Basketball, Coach K was on the map in winning national championships. However, how do you respond to that? Well, I don't think you have to respond to it because something that comes way out of left field. It's apparent that we don't need USA basketball to help our program out on three national championships before being the USA Coach and, and went to numerous Final Fours and had number one recruiting classes. I think the response
0: from everybody has been, you know, come on.
1: At the voice, of course, of Ti. And some hard times down in the ATL, though Ti. Yeah,
0: and that is understood. It wouldn't be the first.
6: <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first nor the worst. But you know you got to stay down with the whole
1: team, though. You know. No, nah, no question. I'm, I'm still, I'm still down with the skins, man. What can I say? They're they're not doing too well right now. Well, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to... Hey, 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 look, man, we got We got to hold it down so we can so we can get it back right again. <laughs> we're joined by Serena Williams. You were in Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue a couple of years ago. You feel like you're a sex symbol? <laughs>
0: I'm just Serena, and that's all I can be. And whatever people think is. I don't know. I guess. I'm I I'm, feel I'm honored that they might feel
1: that way. Maybe the greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a
6: principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because he was against his religion. Mm-hmm. All, all the top black athletes together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So... I'm glad you brought that particular
1: incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man,
0: thank you for having me play in a real way.
2: I mean, I'm so honored. Steelview football league has done so many wonders for myself and not only me, but the kids and the volunteers and the parents and the people that have been associated with it. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have grown to division one.
1: The face of women's soccer in the U S is Alex Morgan. Phenomenal moment. The semifinal game against Canada, where you scored in the extra time. You
5: know, Obviously, Abby, one of the
2: most prolific goal scorers in the world, and um, everyone's thinking Abby's going to get to that. And, you know, it kind of fell directly to, to me into my head, and it was definitely the biggest goal
5: of my career.
1: Six time Grammy Award winner Ziggy Marley.
0: We believe that education of the youth will be a major factor in getting a society and getting the country
2: out of the Economic depression, but as a part of that education, we also
0: believe in educating them beyond what would be
1: required. Jim Caldwell, in his first season as the head coach of the Detroit Lions, if a coach is named a coach-in-waiting, the next year he becomes that head coach. He goes 14 and two; his team goes to the Super Bowl. The next year, he goes 10 and six; his team goes to the playoffs. And then, because of a two and 14 record, but part of that record is because certainly one of the greatest quarterbacks. Of all time misses the entire season after the end of that season. The coach is fired. Is that fair to that coach? <laughs> well, you know, in this business, it is <laughs> because um, that's the thing that I think m- most people that uh, that are in it and understand it, it. It's what have you done for me lately? At uh, that particular w- year, we didn't win enough games. Plain and simple. He's the one and only Darius Rucker.
0: You know, I mean, I love I love sports. I love all sports. I watch them all. I'm into the World Cup right now, like everybody else is. But. It to me this two times a year, this football season, and waiting for football season. And right now, I'm waiting for football season. I love it.
1: Oklahoma City Thunder forward, Kevin Durant. What about the success that you've had? You're maturing as an NBA player. As one of the young uh, superstars in the league.
6: Oh, uh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get to reach our goal one day.
5: From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at
1: www.boxterow.com. That's From the Press Box to Press Row, real, relevant, Radio.
0: The others pretend. You're listening to the only sports talk show in America that actually cares what you've got to say. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware.
1: Entering his Sixth season as the head football coach of Miles is Reginald Ruffin. The Golden Bears winning their second SIAC championship, of course, last year, defeating Albany State 20-7 in the championship game. As Reginald Ruffin joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Ruffin, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. What did it mean for you all to win that uh, that championship last year, your second and at that time, five years as the head coach at Miles.
5: Well, you know, we're trying to build a tradition and history here. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a tough road, but the thing is, we've uh, been getting some bright and and the best student athletes to come in here. We call them our scholar athletes, and uh, it's been it's been a blessing. And um, you know, it means so much to the institution. You know, for the struggle and the fight that you know to be a championship program, and uh, you know to bring the championship and the accolade. You know. Uh, uh, and be, you know, in the in the same class of the Tuskegee's and the Albanys and, you know, of this conference.
1: Yeah, I mean, how much does this championship, I mean, when you look at the, the season record and what you went through through the season, of course you lost in the regular season to Albany State, defeated them in the championship game. The same thing happened in 2011. How much does last year's championship mirror 2011 and which one is more special?
5: Well, you know, when you win a championship, they all are special. Um, Each group uh, brings something different to the table. I think the more of the 2011 season, those guys were more of, uh, you know, uh, new to the uh, uh, the way we did things here on our campus and the way we did things in our program. They were new because they was up under another leadership uh, and the legendary coach Billy Joe. And uh, you know, those guys conform into. Uh, helping us with, uh, along with the newcomers that we bought into the program. It was kind of fairly new to them, but we actually established this uh, program uh, and put our footprint in it and, um, you know, and, and bought in some good talent and, and guys that bought into the program. And then, you know, the uh, 2013 year when we actually lost the championship um, up to Albany that year, you know, uh, these guys were more hungry because these are all guys that returned uh from uh, witnessing that in 2013 uh and losing that championship game but then you come in in 2015 was special because we actually started out uh, 1 and 4. Uh we played a lot of tough opponents and um you know our kids uh they were resilient, they battled back and you know and just kept fighting, you know, and the conference I always told them the conference games matter. You know, we played so many tough ones, University of North Alabama and West West Georgia and and West Alabama were all t- top 25 teams when we actually played them last year. So uh, we had a tough schedule that first three. And then you know, over and up with Morehouse and Albany made, didn't make it any better. So I, I always told my kids, those first five games were tough. And to like I said, bounce back and um, you keep battling and get into a position to be in the championship game and win it. So it was special for all of us.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I could take you back to November 7th of last year, I mean, it's a must-win game on the road against Tuskegee. It's homecoming against Tuskegee. You're down 14-3. to At halftime, you're able to pull that game out, 26 to 23. You don't pull that game out. You don't play in the championship game. Can you talk about how your team was resilient and able to overcome that deficit at halftime to pull that game out?
5: Well, it it wasn't a lot of cooler throwing and um, you know yelling and screaming. You know, uh, after meeting with the staff uh, there before. You know, during halftime before we actually uh, met up with the players, uh, you know, I thought we were where we needed to be. Uh, we just needed to calm down. We was just so uh, emotionally high from, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting to this game, man, which is a big rivalry game and it's real big for our program and institution. You know, in order to win that championship, you gotta go through Tuskegee, and that's what we told our kids: the road to the championship leads through Tuskegee, and um, you know, they are a program that has history and tradition. You know, I just went in at halftime. You know, uh, what do you do, you know, uh, when you've done all you can? And I just told the kids, uh, the only thing you have to do is stand. Stand for stand for Miles College. Stand for our program. Stand for uh, going out the second half and, and and being a better football team than you were the first half because that's been our motto all oh, year. be better today than you were yesterday. So we just came in. I just told them to stand, guys, make sure – you stand, and uh am the son of Dunham and Kirkland, and, um, you know, our kids just, uh, you know, uh, battled back and, uh, you know, and just kept fighting, you know, and they, they never had any quick spirit, spirit the, the, the you know, the, the lay down spirit. they always been fighters, and even in, in the game against North Alabama and West Georgia, you know, those guys, and they always fought to the end, and I knew they had to fight in them. You know, we just had to pull it out that that second half. And, you know, our kids just started believing that they could uh, accomplish that defeat. You know, and Tuskegee has history and tradition. And we tell our kids we just have to outwork history and tradition when history and tradition doesn't work hard. And so our kids, uh, you know, understand that magnitude. We just have to outwork a lot of our opponents, and that's how we feel.
1: Reginald Ruffin in his sixth season as the head football coach of Miles joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. It is our countdown to kick off 11th annual countdown to kick off uh, coach Ruffin does it bother you uh, or your players the fact that I mean you win the SIAC championship last year did you defeat Tuskegee last year yet um, you got one more first place vote than they did and only uh, were picked to win the division by three points this year does that bother you
5: I uh, know you know that's a poll you know Poll is a popularity contest, you know, it's the team that has the most popularity, I always win this poll, so the thing is, uh, the game has to be played between the lines, and um, you know, you got to scrap it on, you know, you got to take it one down, one play at a time, and um, you know, you have to give it to them, you know, sometimes I tell, you know, I tell our staff and our kids, you know, you can be champions by name, but by nature, you know, you're not recognized as as the champion, uh, possibly the conference, uh, and possibly of, of the people. So you may not be the people's choice, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, your work speaks volume, and um, you can't talk this game up. The game can't be voted up. This game has to be played, and it has to be played between the, uh, those those stripes, and and uh, we tell those kids, you know, you better be ready to play. So, you know, regardless of who's picked, you know, I didn't pick as number one, and, and um, uh, you know, I just – Make sure our kids understand that you know you ought to hunt it now instead of the hunter. So, uh, you got the bullseye on your back, you know, and everything has been uh signed, and and people in the world have you know seen the uh the rankings and and, and you know who's picked who. And uh, the thing is, the game still has to be played, and you don't get caught up in that hoop, you know, all of that. So,
1: uh, David Whipple, I, I, you know, you and I had this conversation the other day, it seemed like he's been there forever. Uh, but I mean, again, he was battling for that position uh, last year at quarterback, and he was able to wrestle it away. Uh, wrestle it away, and uh, you know, obviously, was very good down the stretch. What are your expectations for him uh, for this upcoming season? I guess maybe this is his time now to to put it all together and to have his best season at Miles.
5: Well, you know, um, you know the history of Coach Ruffin. You know, you know if you don't work, you don't eat. You know, and and David assumed that he should have been, or should be the starting quarterback in 2015, and uh, he didn't uh, display any that leadership uh, qualities uh, early on. Um, not during off season, and he didn't display that. So, you know, I always say, you know, I'm not gonna give you anything. Anything you get, you earn it. And uh, we had to uh, let him know, you know, we need you. You know, you're, you're supposed to be our leader, and you're not acting like the leader of a football team. And uh, you know, he had a better uh, off season. He had a better uh, spring. He had a better, uh, you know, summer workout. And you know, and he actually has taken the bull by the horn. And um, and you know, we've been proud of him. You know, from where he's come from last year, the last couple of years, he wasn't in leadership mode. But uh, and that that was also fact early on. Uh, the first couple of games, when we wasn't sold on our quarterback because of uh, the commitment that you know he didn't make to be our starting quarterback, but uh, he has shown that he is the uh, leader. Uh, and I don't give any starting position. Everything is earned, so the camp is still you know open. up football camp will be wide open. The quarterback race and uh, all five quarterbacks will have the opportunity to be the starting quarterback for Miles College, and uh, we don't give anybody that opportunity to say just because you started last year, you'll start this year. But it's all about leadership quality. It's all about your commitment, dedication, and you're working hard uh, to be and earn that right.
1: Reginald Ruffin, the head football coach at Miles, joins us here on the program. In, in terms of uh, the outlook for this year's team, I mean, you got a couple of guys we mentioned. Um, we mentioned, of course, Whipple and Jamarcus Nance. Uh, you're running back. How How good could this team be in 2016? Well, as a
5: coach, you, you know, you're kind of optimistic about, um, you know, uh, you no, know, I guess the carry over, uh, starting so slow last year offensively and then coming back and, and being up to speed. Um, you know, we got a lot of returning starters, uh, offensively. So the learning curve is, uh, you know, it won't be tough for these guys coming in, uh, during camp, uh, when you only lost two, um, starters on the offensive line and, uh and they're tied in. So the running backs are back. The quarterbacks are back. All the receivers are back. And three out of their five offensive linemen are back. And actually four out of the five because actually one of the linemen actually was hurt. And this other uh, couple players played um, a lot of minutes uh, offensively uh, in that in that role. So. Uh, we are excited, uh, offensively. You know, from a standpoint of a coaching staff with the veteran-oriented team. You no know, defense. We you know we're, we're a little um, worried because we did lose majority of our linebackers and uh, and our best two defense in and uh, and our single caller in the secondary. Uh, so uh, we kind of lost five guys there uh, in that area. But you know, but a lot of guys play a lot of minutes. Uh, for Miles, College. Uh, you know, I always told you that. You know, if you, you, you suit up and you practice, and you're eligible, you know, you're going to get playing time. And, and you got to be ready when your number's called. You know, I don't have just starters. I have guys that contribute into the program that comes to work every day and work hard, and you'll be rewarded. And, um, you know, our I, I, I sugar foot, we call him a kicker. You know, anytime you got a great special team player, uh, all-American kicker, all-conference kicker, Nick Christian, he makes it easy for us offensively to get inside, uh, you know, inside, I call it midfield. You know, he's, he's pretty much automatic, uh, you know, with his leg and um, uh, the way he kicks the ball. And uh, we're excited that he's returned to his junior year and, uh, you know, to contribute to our program. And, and um, you know, we're excited, you know, as a coaching staff. You know, can't wait for these guys to get here, report to camp, and I hope all of them had a great season. I mean, summer, um, uh, force conditioning and ready to go. Uh, we got a tough opponent coming up in Fort Valley.
1: Lastly, let's talk about that Labor Day Classic. The last couple of years, it's been North Alabama. Some great games, some great crowds. Um, with now Fort Valley State being that opponent, exciting game, exciting atmosphere, and looking for that big crowd again.
5: Oh uh, yeah, you know it's Labor Day Classic. That's uh, you know that's just like our Magic City Classic for our kids uh the large uh, stadium uh legion field um and then you know our kids get a chance to play in front of a large crowd and um uh, we fired up about that you know we're playing a good um fort valley regardless of the coaching change uh, uh, you know they always had great athletes great players and uh and i and i know uh coach porter uh is going to do a great job with that program um and getting it back um uh, Rolling the way it needs to be. And, um, you know, we have our challenges, uh, not knowing what they're doing offensively and defensively or special team. You know, it's big for our institution, big for the city, you know, and, um, you know, and that's, like I said, it's a classic among classics, you know, besides the Alabama State game. So uh, we're excited.
1: Sure. Reginald Ruffin, six years as the head football coach at Miles. The Golden Bears open the season again uh, Sunday, September 4th. They're going to take on Fort Valley State in. The Labor Day Classic in Birmingham. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Ruffin, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Golden Bears this season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Still to come, Winston-Salem State head football coach, Kiannis Boulware.
0: The radio program that's talking sports from New York City to Cali and globally on the World Wide Web. From the Press Box to Press Row continues after this
6: gentlemen. I think we all can agree. We love dressing sharp, but no one loves shopping. Now you don't have to. Introducing the Harrison Blake Apparel Monthly Club. For $25 per month, we'll send one necktie plus four matching accessories right to your doorstep. Shipping is free and you can cancel anytime. Visit HarrisonBlakeApparel.com and use code BTR for $5 off your first month's box. That's HarrisonBlakeApparel.com.
4: At Michelob Ultra, we know it's not just about how much you work out every day. It's about how much you work into every day, too. That's why we brew a beer for those who realize that expending calories should never come at the expense of spending time with friends. And for those who understand that just because you work out doesn't mean you can't go out. Hey, that's why we brew Michelob Ultra to have 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, and an exceptional taste. Michelob Ultra, brewed for those who go the extra mile. Enjoy responsibly. 2016 Michelob ultra Light beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, 0.6 grams protein, 0 grams, fat for 12 ounces.
0: It's Donald Ware, from the press box to press row.
1: And now his third season as the head football coach at Winston-Salem State is Candace Boulware, the Rams winning the CIAA championship on last year. As a matter of fact, in the championship game in dramatic fashion, a field goal with two seconds remaining gave the Rams the 17-14 to victory. As, of course, Candace Boware joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Boware, welcome back to the program.
6: Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Let me start here. I want to sum up last year because you guys started out winning four. You won five of your last six games, including, as I mentioned, the CIAA championship game. Just kind of sum up last season for us. Uh,
6: Well, I, I wish I was still living that moment. It's unfortunate that we have to forget and let that go. But uh, last year was – it was very traumatic for me, you know, from my experience of being at Winston-Salem State, knowing the the – pressure and and how far we've come and then to go to starting off with a one and four to start off with one and four um it took a while for us to really implement our philosophies as to hey this is the ram way this is how we do things um you know we started our first four games on the road which was a you know that was a wake-up call in itself but i don't use that for an excuse because i can tell you with the opponents that we had to start the season off those same four opponents if they would have played all four of those games here at bowman gray it very easily could have had the same results because we were very young. You know, 14 true freshmen played for us last year. Uh, freshman quarterback, which is your best, you know, your top position on the field. Uh, as time went on, you know, our guys started to mature. And, you know, everybody has injuries here and there. But uh, by the time we got healthily, mentally, and physically, uh, the mission was to stay of course and just don't beat the guys up. Uh, let them continue to grow, you know, uh, not mess things up for ourselves by, by pushing the panic button, and at the end of the day, it paid off for us.
1: Yeah, it did. Is it hard sometime, maybe, um, because Winston-Salem State had had so much success. You were a great part of that success when Connell Maynard was the head coach with the defensive coordinator year in and year out. You had the top defenses. Now you're the head guy, and you, to that point, hadn't won a championship the year before Um, you hadn't. Is it, or didn't, is it hard to convey that, to the fan base, to to let them understand that you have to be patient, especially with young guys, and let the process play itself out.
6: Well, I tried. <laughs> I tried to explain to the fan base that, uh, you know, it takes time. But to to watch the program, which I've been a part of, that all time high, you know, two records, two years in a row, the thirteen and one, the fourteen and one. I try I used the same exact formula for success that we had, which is you know, hey, love these guys up, make sure they enjoy themselves and preach the team that has the most fun is going to win. We tried to have fun, but it's not a lot of fun that you can have by in a losing effort. But, you know, we never quit. So the only avenue that I really had to talk to the masses was the weekly press conference that you may see online or you may see on TV at night, um, which was to say, hey, we're champions under construction. So, That was my mission and goal, and, you know, we all have goals to begin with. Of course, we would love to play in that national championship game every year. But a realistic goal for us, which I came to realize, to say, hey, at least sounds good. Hey, fellas, let's win the conference. Let's win the conference. Let's win the conference. And in order to get a chance to win the conference, you had to win your division. Um, And just when I thought that we had things turned around, we ended up with a very disappointing loss at homecoming. Now, homecoming of all places, that's not a game you want to lose. Right. So it kind of sent us right back to the drawing board after having a little bit of momentum. Um, but we kept hopes alive, and you know, we kept scratching it, scratching it, and we persevered.
1: Kenneth Boulware in his third season as the head football coach at Winston-Salem State. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Rod Tinsley uh, Coach Bowlware seemed to really mature as the season went along, saved the, his best for last in the CIAA championship game where he was named the MVP, had no interceptions, uh, one touchdown in that game. W- what do you see from him for this upcoming year, which is his sophomore season? Well,
6: competition makes us all better. Uh, we've gone out and continue to recruit. You know, regardless of whether he had five more years of eligibility left or one more, you know, recruitment is the name of the game and it's our number one lifeline. So we uh we went out this spring and brought in a couple more guys and as well as having a couple freshmen coming in this fall to put some competition at that position, and not just at that position but every position. Um, but even with the competition factor that we put in place this spring, he stood tall but he's had an opportunity just like, you know, others before him, you know, Cam Smith is all time leading guy in the history of the program. Um, you know, they, if you give a guy a chance to grow within the system, running the same system, he's bound to get better. And, uh, I did, I witnessed that myself this spring looking hard and heavy at that position. Um, he's gotten a lot better and his leadership qualities have gotten a lot sharper. Um, Coach Eder and the office staff throughout the spring.
1: Do you feel like maybe this coming into this season, you have a lot of young guys, but they were able to mature on uh, on last year as the season sort of progressed. And do you feel like you're in better position coming into this season, meaning 2016, than perhaps you were uh, coming into 2015, knowing. That coming in 2015, it was going to take some time to kind of get these guys the the reps, the experience that they need.
6: Well, not really. Um, the the world of the unknown, and the, the only thing I can tell you right now is we're scheduled to have ten regular season games, and I can tell you where we're scheduled to play those games at. We have. Um, cross divisional games within the conference that have switched up this year like this would be our first time playing uh Virginia Union in the regular season uh since the last what 4 years ago and likewise with Virginia State we haven't played them this would be the first time in 7 years that we've played them in the regular season so that that division there um it's going to be tough So the unknown, you don't know what other people are doing recruiting-wise. All it takes is one good recruiting season, and that team that you think that you're comfortable enough to play against, you're not very comfortable at the end of the game after you lose. So I'm always uneasy. You know, my staff knows that I'm never satisfied. You know, I still want to go out and do some more recruiting right now just for an insurance policy at positions that I think we're already deep at. So, again, I'm I'm never satisfied, so I'm I'm a little on the edge right now as far as nervous going into this season.
1: Kenneth Boulware, the head football coach at Winston-Salem State, joins us here on the program. It is our countdown to kickoff. And can you talk about some of the guys, Coach Boulware, that you that we can look for on the defensive side of the football, that, that you expect to have an impact?
6: Well, um, I have to mention his name at least one more time to say that you know losing Michael Bloomfield from last year is going to hurt real bad. Um, He ended up four sacks, solo sacks in the conference championship game. But um, guys that we're looking to step up in this place, which is one of the true freshmen we played last year, you got Jarrell Bright on one end. Kyrell Williamson uh, went from starting at Mike Linebacker last year as a freshman to now um, filling in the void at defensive end as well. Uh, Emil Smith was probably going to be the guy that's going to anchor our defensive front um, he'll be going into his third year as a uh, true junior. Um, and, I, and I always talk defensive line because that's where we're either going to win or lose. Uh, Albert McLean, he'll be that other guy that will be on our defensive line in the interior portion of it, and he's a freshman last year as well. Kalen Chavis is probably going to be a steward for us on the back end on defense. Uh, uh, he's going into his senior campaign, um, started at Sam Backer for us. Uh, Xavier Gregory, you know, inside linebacker, he's going into his third year. Um, PJ Clyburn, you know, he's going into his senior year at safety for us. Um, and Cam Sullivan, Cam Sullivan is probably one of the the fastest guys on the team. You know, he's going to bring a wealth of experience for us as well.
1: And then finally, did you have any major changes within your, within the program during the off season? I know you added uh, you, you lost uh, Richard Hayes to Fayetteville State. He's now the head coach of Fayetteville State. You had Robert Massey also, correct?
6: Robert Massey's here. Uh, Robert Massey and I have worked together for the third straight job at this point. We worked together for a student at North Carolina Central. We worked together at Shaw University where he took over as D coordinator when I left and I then elevated to head coach. And uh, now we're back together again. So it was an easy, smooth, plug-and-play type of situation because – the defense that I started back then is the same defense that I'm running now. So it's very easy for him to just step in and, and take off from there. He brings a lot of enthusiasm to the game. Being a former All-Pro player in the NFL, nine-year career, coaching stint in the NFL. The other offseason transaction we've had was uh, Ryan McManus, uh, quarterback coach. He's another guy that, uh, you know, he's hit the ground running. And uh, Stephen Acock, former head coach at Johnson C. Smith, He'll, uh, he'll be joining us this year as
1: well. Wow, some really great additions. Of course, the Rams open summer drills on next week. Their first game is September 3rd. They will be at home taking on UNC Pembroke in his third season as the head coach of Winston-Salem State is Kiannis Boulware. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Thanks for making some time for us, uh, Coach Boulware. Good luck to you and the Rams this season. I thank you very much for calling and having me on. I like Winston-Salem State to win the Southern Division, but I really like Livingstone and Johnson C. Smith to challenge in the Southern Division. And uh, you can log on to our website. The CIAA preview has been up since last week. You can log on to our website, BoxToRow.com. BoxToRow.com, we have the CIAA preview up. Um, also, as a matter of fact, BoxToRow announced our preseason All-America team, which is led by North Carolina A&T running back Tariq Cohen, and Alabama State linebacker Courtney Berry, who are two-time Box to Row All-Americans. Again, for more information and to see that preseason All-America team, you can log onto our website at BoxToRow.com. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. Thank you to North Carolina A&T head football coach Rod Broadway, also, Miles head football coach Reginald Ruffin and Winston-Salem State head football coach Kiannis Boware for joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Next week on the program, we're going to talk with some of the top foot, college football players in the country. And in the weeks to come, we're going to talk FBS football and what to expect there. We're also going to talk Olympics as well. Continue throughout the course of the week to log on to our website, BoxToRow.com, BoxToRow.com. For more updates, also follow us on Twitter at BoxToRow, as well as on Instagram at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, and on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by You're DW it. w- Communications. It. Cheaper to keep. This is from T. It
0: says, It's cheaper to keep up. It's cheaper to keep her when your little girl make your mind and you get an attitude and pack your bags.